Now, can you hear me there, Marion? I can. Can no, you hear me? I can hear you perfect. No, I won't delay Good. it too long. Okay. No, fine. Now, my next guest on the programme, uh, Marion Harkin, um, uh, TD in uh, Sligo Leitrim. Marion, I had uh, meant to chat you about this a uh, couple of weeks ago, but anyway. Things have eased in the sense that there are fewer people on trolleys, but there's still very significant numbers waiting to get into hospital. And as you say, the level of respiratory disease um, seems to have diminished somewhat. But at the time, what I was speaking about was that we knew six months ago that we would have high levels of flu and respiratory disease because that's what had happened in the Southern Hemisphere in Australia, New Zealand, countries like that. And whatever happens there always happens here the following winter. And and we had a a minister putting in a government, sorry, a winter plan at the end of October when the HSE were looking at recruiting people. I mean, that was... Next winter is when that will be far, not this winter. And I I said to the minister, like, he was telling me about all the money that was spent. But as I said, that's taxpayers' money. And it's not so much how much money is spent. Is is it well spent? Are the plans in place in time? Is he doing everything he can? I mean, for example, mobilizing all the private beds in private hospitals. That wasn't done. Uh, Is he dealing with issues like uh, nursing homes? You will know that over the last year, 17 smaller private nursing homes have closed. That's right. And yet there are many people who cannot leave hospital because there is nowhere suitable for them to go. And, you know, there's a whole lot of links in the chain, Seamus. And... You know, the minister has to oversee all of them. Because if there's a weak link anywhere, then we all know what happens. The chain just breaks. It well, gives way. Well, it seems to be fire brigades uh, all the time. I mean, we don't seem to be planning forward. Our population, n- number one, has gone way up. Number two, we have an ageing population. So, uh, I mean, long-term planning just seems to have gone out the window. And it seems that, like, every year uh, it's a fire brigade response. Yes, it is. And I suppose, to be fair to the minister, I mean, COVID would have made no, absolutely. worse and we had no yeah. control over that. No. But there are things like, you know, the pattern of um, nurses, doctors, healthcare staff leaving, going elsewhere. And, you know, while that always happens, Seamus, those numbers have escalated in recent years. That's right. And... It's not just about money. I mean, sometimes they go to countries where they don't really earn much more, but they go to places where the health systems work better better and more efficiently. And everybody wants a bit of quality of life in their their daily work. And, I mean, I heard a stat recently which absolutely shocked me from a consultant who had actually come back from Australia in recent years. And this consultant told me that there are more Irish ED, that's emergency department consultants, in Western Australia and Perth than there are in all of Ireland. And and I couldn't believe that. So what that tells us is that they're voting with their feet. And, you know, that means that we have to radically change what we're doing here to try to entice our highly qualified nurses, healthcare staff, 
doctors either to come back or not to leave in the first place. Oh, and mm. um, it, it's, I, I, I can't blame the minister entirely for this, but he is in charge at the end of the day. And it's up to him and government to put in place the you know, systems and plans that will entice people back and also that will at least help keep some of the people who are here because the whole thing becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Prophecy. Right. Mm. The more leave, the worse the system becomes. The worse the system becomes, the more people want to leave because they don't want to work in it. And, it, you know, you can reach a tipping point, And, I mean, that would be just catastrophic. So um, there's a number of issues there that the minister can work on. I mean, the, the shortage of beds is historic. That will take time. Yeah. Um, and we need to see more of that happening but there are matters, I think, that in a more short-term uh, space that the minister can make progress on. And I really want to see that happening. Yeah, I know that, Marianne. And, uh, and we all want to see it happening. Just something before I let you go. Uh, this, uh, the minister uh, this morning appealing uh, for communities to identify uh, places like uh, sports halls, etc., uh, that could accommodate refugees uh, we all know that it's becoming an absolutely huge problem and it's not uh, I know that we have obligations we have to look after these people etc etc but we have a housing crisis we have a huge amount of homeless people ourselves and I mean the country is bursting at the seams uh, at the moment and it's a huge problem It is a real difficulty and what I would say is this Seamus we do have a responsibility under the Geneva oh, we Convention. Do, yes, absolutely. And, and, and actually, forget about conventions, forget about the EU, as human beings. That's right. But what I have said, and it was only last night or yesterday evening, I said it to the minister, the junior minister uh, in the Dáil. I said that phase one is about accommodation. Now, that's ongoing. Yeah. But there has to be a phase two. And phase two means that you begin to support communities. Yes. Um, uh, in in helping to manage this. I mean, all of us know of communities where maybe of seven, eight hundred people and then within a space of a number of weeks or a few short months, there could be five, six hundred refugees yeah, that's right. in those communities, almost doubling population or certainly increasing it by 50, 60 percent. Yeah. And there's a huge strain on Simple things, Seamus, like bus services. Yeah. You know, the children, you know, sometimes have real difficulty getting to school. Getting it's to school, those yeah. kind of things that people are get very annoyed about, and rightly so, because they think that is something that the government can do something about or can yeah, be yeah. seen to do something about. And we can't solve all the problems. We can't make it perfect. And... Um, too many people, I think, want to make it perfect, and we just can't. But I do think we, we owe shelter and safety. But within that context, communities cannot be left floundering. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of people with goodwill who'd like to help and do their bit. But if there isn't some sort of coordination or move from government that, that somebody is in charge uh, because Minister O'Gorman has too much to do. Yeah. No one minister could be expected to, to manage all of that. And, and there needs to be a sense that 
local communities, in every individual community, is supported, as I said, through increasing their public services, um, as I said, but through at busy times, mm. so that we know that children can get to school, that people can get to and from wherever they live. Yeah. Um, looking at, you know, integration officers to help people to find their way and, and to integrate in some way into the community and to work with Ukrainians because many of them have skills, would like to work, and also Seamus, and I've, I've said yeah. this before and I, I said it indeed this morning earlier, we do need to look at if somebody is coming in, let's say staying in a hotel, getting their food, well, I believe then that that, that should be paid for, that they shouldn't be getting full uh, Social Security yes. along with that, yeah. because um, we just won't be able to sustain it. No. That's not, um, you know, penalising anybody. anybody yeah. I, I think that's being reasonable. And there's a lot of people of goodwill, but goodwill can wear thin when people feel left on their own, no one to support them, and we're floundering. So there's a huge job of work here. All of us, including myself, have a responsibility to try to to support those communities where we can with public services, as I said, from education to transport. Mm -hmm. But equally, governments have to step in and let it be seen that they're not just saying to people or to communities, look, we're, we're looking for your hall or we want this or that. But they're saying, yes, we're, we're going to house 100 people, but we're also going to support them and you in this way. And, and I think it, 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 it has some reasonable chance of working yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But Seamus, it's a massive job. Oh, a massive job. It's a massive job of work. There's no doubt about it. Marion, lovely to talk to you again. Uh, I know we missed out uh, on each other there a couple of, uh, for a couple of times. Uh, but nice to have you on the programme, and we'll talk to you again soon. And thanks for your time And today. lovely to be on, Seamus, and as they say, call me any time.